just spend me, but I won't break. But I won't break. No, I got confidence in me, confidence in thee. I'm on my crazy. Some things might just spend me, but I won't break. I Yo, everybody, what's good? I'm Antoine Harris, your host of Life on the Court podcast. Welcome back to the show, and thank you for joining. As you know, we find individuals who are professionals at not giving up on their dreams. So the premise of the show is to provide you with uh, tips, tools, strategies, and value to employ in life in your court and to explore the journey of others. Now here on today's podcast, I have a very, very special guest, someone who I haven't really met before, uh, <laughs> Laura. Laura, how are you today? And you say your last name? Arroyo? Yes. Okay, got it, got it. So um, welcome to the show. Again, thank you for this uh, great opportunity. So like I just recently said, like we haven't met before. We've never met. We don't have a connection or a previous relationship that like I just like literally saw your work on Instagram and I was just blown away from like everything that you offered like videos that you were talking about uh your journals like incredible and also preserving your honey so can you give like our audience just you know an introduction of who Laura is yeah sure um I feel like that's always kind of like an, a hard question to answer. Um, but what I always start with is like um, my foundation. And so that I'm the daughter of an immigrant and um, I just essentially used writing as a way to get through my early childhood traumas. Um, and so that just kind of led me to um, working with other women of color and thinking about different ways that I can help them professionally um, and to, you know, allow them to be successful and, and give them skills and things and tools that I've learned along the way as well. Um, and so with that, I've just been trying to create a brand, a personal brand and a business um, and, and to scale that business, um, but not forgetting who I am at my core and what my mission is, which is, you know, to help uh, women of color, whether that is to provide them with employment or provide them with resources um, or building courses, um, that type of thing. So it, I, I love the question, um, right? Who are you? Yeah. <laughs> um, but it can get so complex uh, um, for, sure. for myself sure. and I'm sure with a lot of other people. So, um, but yeah, essentially a daughter of, of an immigrant who, who loves to write and who loves women of color and want to empower them every day. So, so, like, and I saw that, you know, on your website, you empowering women all over the world. So, like, what, what's your why? Like, why did you get into this space? Like you said, I know your childhood traumas, but I mean, like, what made you just even just make that jump from being in corporate to entrepreneurship, right? Like, like, what was it? Like, why? Like, why? Why, why is Laura here doing this? Um, so I have been in and out of entrepreneurship um, in general. I am someone who advocates for both, right? Like, I feel like there are people in this world that want the stability of a nine to five, want a company to pay for their benefits. They want, 
you know, um, to have that company backing that stable income. And there are other people who also want to be more in control of their schedule, who want to create and who want to build. And I admire um, both of those types of people because I mm. am um, both <laughs> both yes. of those people. Um, I, um, I'm currently self-employed, uh, which is a blessing that I have the opportunity and the ability to take care of myself essentially. Um, but I am not afraid to jump back into the workforce if that's something that that I need. Um, but to circle back to, you know, the question of why it's always been um, because I come from <laughs> Newport News, Virginia. I grew up in public housing. I grew up in Section 8. My mother was on welfare. And so mm-hmm. I understand um, the needs of, of my community and I understand how difficult it is for some people to see a world outside of that. Um, And so like lately, I've kind of just been reflecting on myself and the way that I deliver messages. And I want to, um, I've sensed myself kind of coming off as uh, condescending and and nobody has told me this, but it's just something that I've kind of felt. Um, And so what I, I want to stray away from is that you know, any message that I deliver to anyone is not with the intention of being condescending at all. It's more so to show people like, man, you can do it. Like you can do whatever, like whatever that looks like, like my, you know, life and my world and the things that I've been able to accomplish aren't necessarily the things that are made for you. Right. Or it could be. Um, But my why is to just, you know, show and tell women of color, like, man, you, like, you don't, you just don't understand, like, you, like, anything that you want. And so that's why I do it, you know, that's why I'm drawn to that, to that passion. Yeah, I I, I definitely have an appreciation for that answer. Uh, And really, thank you for being vulnerable. Uh, I, I feel like, and I say this a lot, that um, vulnerability is a prerequisite of leadership and you just kind of display that just being vulnerable and self-aware. And I think, you know, I, I even, you know, had a struggle with, with, with being self-aware and just being able to call myself to the forefront and call myself out on different things that like, man, nobody hasn't probably told me this yet, mm-hmm. or maybe they have, but then just accepting it for myself, looking in the mirror and, um, you know, accepting it and then making that change moving forward. So mm-hmm. I want to I want to go back to what you said about, you know, giving resources and skills. So, like, what are some of the skills like when you are giving speeches and in your journal, like um, the 90 day journal, which I, I have seen, uh, <laughs> you know, like, t- like, tell me about that. Tell me about the journal. Tell me about the skills that you want to, you know, help women of color um, with all over the world. So, like, let's, let's take a dive into that. Yeah, so I started um, the writing shop because I just wanted kind of like to extend my writing business. So I'm a freelance uh, writer and I'm also an author. And so I just thought to myself, like, okay, you know, put your business development um, brain to work and what can you do or what can you create um, that is aligned with your business goals and um, that can, you know, allow you to make money, right? Because that's what we all strive to do. And so I want, um, I, I decided that I would create um, journals. And the reason why I went to journaling or creating journals is because growing up, that's the one thing that I had. Um, that was like my one escape. I did watch a lot of TV, but I just had such a huge imagination. And mm. 
I would just write about things and it was like my own private space where I could say anything to any adult or any person or <laughs> even to yeah. myself and I could just have my deepest, uh, darkest secrets, right? Um, written right. down somewhere. And I created the 90 day uh, guided journal because I felt like there was a need in the space for that, specifically for women of color. Um, so before I launch any product, I usually do some research, right? Like to see what's out there, what people um, desire. And so I'll do like Instagram polls to see um, mm -hmm. what people want, right? Like what's right. the need currently. Yeah. And so they, my community on Instagram really, really wanted a 90 day guided journal. And it is basically like prompts, um, daily prompts for 90 days, um, talking about identity, self-love, family and relationships that type of thing. And it just allows people to kind of question or ask themselves the questions that they may not um, have considered, right? Or maybe they thought yes. about it and never actually written it down, which I think is very, very important for everyone. <laughs> and you don't have to buy my journals or anything, although I would love for you to, but I encourage any woman of color to get a journal, get something to write things mm. down every day, whether it be your goals, your feelings, whatever it is. Um, and so that's how I kind of gotten in, got into that space is because I wanted to not only expand my business, but I knew that it was something that would add value to the lives of, of others. So, Yeah, uh, that is, um, I love that you're doing that. I think it's incredible. So everybody who's listening, listen, go out and purchase that 90 day journal, women. Women of color, go purchase it. So, like, I saw some things like how you are not afraid to speak up, right? You've been in a corporate setting and just, uh, although being a little introvert, uh, being an introvert, like, you're not as afraid to speak up. So can you just tell me, like, overcoming workplace, uh, conflict in a workplace, like, how did you do that? Like, how, how did you get yourself into, like, from journaling to speaking up and speaking out, because that was their safe space, what you talked about, but then getting into corporate work and just speaking up and empowering yourself. Like, how did you get to that? What was the mindset behind that? Yeah, I think it's, um, I always tell, you know, women that I talk to, like, you have to be confident in, in, the, in your stuff, right? So, like, right. if you do nails and you are asked to talk about, I don't know, um, like a nail technique somewhere. Like nobody can tell you what you know. Like there's no, um, like you have to kind of like be confident in your own expertise. Yeah. And so I think that it wasn't easy uh, for me. Um, it wasn't easy for me to, um, to like channel into that energy that I had. But I knew one thing is it was like, you know, you hired me to do a job um, or you asked me to talk about something. And so I shouldn't I myself shouldn't have any fears about speaking on that specific topic, if that makes sense. Yes. yes um, and so I, I it wasn't easy um, because being uh, a millennial also was another thing, being young, being um, a woman of, of color. Um, I always felt like I always had imposter syndrome, which is like, mm. I, like nothing that I did was enough. And so that is, I think, what a lot of women have is that imposter syndrome. And that is what hinders them from speaking up or that makes them think like, oh, maybe I'm not an expert at this. 
or maybe I'm not who I think I am. And so I like the first step is recognizing that, right? Like recognizing like, no, you have imposter syndrome. Like it's not about what you know and about what you don't know. It's about right. what you're actually telling yourself what you're saying right. to yourself, like you can't do this or you're nervous or these people know more than you or these people are better than you. They're more important than you, which all of it is a lie. It's a lie that you tell yourself. It's not true. And yeah. so I encourage all women like, yeah, no, it's not easy. But the first step is recognizing it and breaking it down and saying like, hey, this is me being nervous just because I'm nervous about speaking up or um or because I have imposter syndrome and I feel a certain way and I'm telling myself a lie that isn't necessarily true. So, I mean, not so that, easy. it's easier said than done. <laughs> yeah. 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 For sure. But, for sure. Like, but yeah. I want to, I want to, it's a couple of things. I just want to uh, tag on to that. Like you feel it feeling that way. Right. I feel like that the workplace and I think it's probably getting better now, but needs to be more inclusive with uh, building a place and space for women to feel more comfortable and confident in what they have to say and as it pertains to whether it's an assignment, if it's a project and things, and, and just being able to speak up. So, like, did you deal with any of that where, like, it or, or what can corporations do, is a better question, to have a more inclusive environment that is more engaging, that is more welcoming to women to like speak up and be confident about what they say and how they feel. Yeah, um, you know, I, I was on another podcast and I was asked this question, a similar question as well. And it was more specific to to them because they were in a, in a workspace. What can we do to, you know, be more inclusive and, and um, you know, cater to women of color in, in a way that allows them their voice to be heard. I think it's a very valuable question. And I wrote about it in my book, Visible. Um, I, I think that it comes down to us, right? Us uh, people of color in, in general. Um, corporations, if you work in a corporation and you are a person of color, uh, what you need to do or what you should do is when you're speaking in a meeting and you know if, if you recognize and you understand power, the way that that power in in an office space works, right? Everybody acts like it doesn't exist, but we know that it does. Office absolutely are there, <laughs> absolutely. Um, yeah. And you you know that if you are you know white male, um, you're probably at the top of that, and then you know white woman, and then black man, and then you know Hispanic woman, black woman. That is kind of like the hierarchy, the societal hierarchy that we are a part of and we don't have to necessarily accept. Right. Um, the That's thing right. that happened to me in my in my experience at work is I had a lot of allies and I think that we need to be conscious or conscious of the way that we are serving other people of color. So for example, mm. I sat in a conference room um, and we were giving like department updates and the director, he skipped me during updates and I was really excited to share the information that I had and right. my colleague black male he goes hey I'm sorry you skipped Laura she needs to go and so just in that moment it felt like oh I'm sorry like I I didn't realize that I skipped you and I was able to give my department updates right right but 
when we have power, we are, you know, tasked with shifting that power to somebody else and to channeling that power. Um, or, or um, my boss, my current boss likes to call it the shine method. Um, and it's where you just give somebody else the shine and the opportunity to express themselves and to speak up. So if you, as a person of color, or even if you are, you know, a white person in the corporate mm -hmm. workforce, you are tasked, if you really care about this and you really care about an inclusive environment, it is essentially what you need to do is you need to uplift people of color when you have the opportunity to do so. Although that must might have seemed like really small in the moment, yeah. that was really, really powerful to me because I felt recognized not only by my peer, but also everyone else saw like, hey, we can't do this. We need to make sure that we're not overlooking anyone because yeah. it is important. You know, yeah, what I had to say was valuable. I have valuable contribution to the organization and I, I should be heard. And so that's a long winded answer. Yeah, no, no, it's, a, it's all good. <laughs> It's um, all good. And your value, and and what I what I love most is that just the value now that you're giving to the world, and yeah. that that the value that you're adding to 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 the lives of like even me as a as a as a black male. Like again, I reached out to you because I'm like, this is so cool. Like I want to know more about this, like this journey, and you know everything that you you know been through to get to this point, and now like. I got to even go back to something you said about like just confidence. Right. So my question that I, I ask all of my guests is like, what's more important confidence and or courage and why? Hmm. That's such a great question. Oh yeah. I, I, I tend to stump people sometimes. Like I, I, I I'll take, I'll take a, 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 a dive, uh, you know, a deeper dive into, into things, man, just to really uncover some things. Because like I said, like my, this podcast is designed to like, when people listen to it, like they can take from it, right. And use it to, um, implore life in their court. Cause all of our courts are different. You know, we're all different. We're all unique. So if, if you could, like, what, what's more important, courage or confidence? Like, and I've heard, I've heard like multiple answers, like, so there's no wrong answer here. I think courage is more important because courage will take you further than confidence because you can use courage even when you're, you are not confident. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, yeah. So one of the things that I used to do at my old job is I would facilitate trainings for, um, for professionals. And um, so it would be like, you know, like situational leadership, leading across generations, those types of like corporate trainings, I would be the lead facilitator. Um, when I first started doing it, I had zero confidence. Like I, <laughs> I was literally mm. going to like call my boss and be like, you know what, I cannot do this because it is, I'm so nervous. Uh, people are going to be judging me. I can't do it. Right. Um, and it goes right. back to what I was saying about like, like the lies that we tell ourselves, right? So like in mm -hmm. that moment, in that moment, I was thinking, um, I had to tell myself like, no, right? They hired you to do a job and it's because you can do it. Right. Like you can do it. And you're telling yourself this lie and you have this imposter syndrome and it's overcoming your ability to do what you know how to do, right? So any field that you have um, or any expertise that you have, like, like hone into that 
Um, but circling back to you know the question, in that moment, courage took me to where I needed to go. I didn't have the confidence in that moment, mm. but I kind of just threw myself in there, right? I had the courage yeah. to just do it. Um, and and I was successful and and I, I led whew, um, hundreds of, of classes. Yes, and there I, you go. I, <laughs> there you go, yeah. <laughs> After that, and, and so, yeah. So I think that courage will take you further than confidence. Yes. So I, I truly love that answer um, with, with doing that because courage, like it's, it's, it's very, very, very important. So um, you referenced um, earlier that, you know, you've been back and forth with corporate and entrepreneurship. So can you talk about like the mindset? Because some people, when they go entrepreneur, right, they just lock in and like, hey, this is it. I'm not going back. You know, you know, they have their their wins, their losses. But for you, you've been so diverse in your approach to it. Like, could you talk about that? Like the mindset, like that goes into that so that you kind of open that, you know, keep that door open to jump back into corporate if necessary. Yeah. Um, You know, the short answer of it is, is that I like money. Like I, (laughs) 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 if I'm going to phrase it a different way, like, I like to have economic leverage, right? There you go. (laughs) (laughs) I, um, you know, we, we need to start thinking about um, ways that we can really have economic leverage. Right. And, and Mm -hmm. I think that a lot of people are, I don't, we have this culture now that's like, Oh no, nine to five. And like, you know, I work for myself, which is all fine and dandy. Um, but I don't look up, I don't look down on people that work nine to five at all because if you for the right price, I'm gonna go back. Like I have no shame in my game in doing that. And it's not to say that I'm going to stop what I'm doing. So that I guess the mindset of it is more like the hustle mentality because mm-hmm. I'm not gonna stop doing my freelance work for a full-time job, if that makes sense. Now, if my freelance work makes enough money to where that offer of a nine to five job doesn't make sense, then that would be different. Um, But if you get an offer from a job that is, you know, that you have to work nine to five and you love that opportunity, that opportunity pays you um, what you wouldn't get. You use that, that, you know, economic leverage to do whatever you want to do for your side hustle, for your side business. Um, Everybody has to kind of do what works for their life. Right. the most money, the most flexibility, and the best life that you could ever want to live. Right now, I um, I am working with a contract that is a very, like, you know, it's one of the best opportunities that I've ever had in my life. But if I'm offered another opportunity to do something bigger and better, I'm going to take it. Right. And one of the things that I, um, that I heard on the Earn Your Leisure podcast is they always say, like, um, we're not apologetic about making money. And I think that we need to mm. from, um, you know, this this idea that like, oh, if we make because, you know, we're from the hood or like we were on, you know, welfare at one point, we weren't able to like sustain ourselves. I, I mean, I can only speak for myself that that was me. That was my life um, that we kind of like are ashamed when, when we do things for money. But no, like yeah. we need to get to a place where we're like, listen, I I want to, you know, live the best life that I can be and that I can have. And I want to leave the best legacy for whoever, whether you decide to have children or not. 
you know, whether you're leaving, you know, your legacy to a brother, a sibling, your mom, whatever it is for you, like whatever your is, yes. um, but we, we shouldn't be apo- apologetic for wanting to make money. And that essentially is the mentality that I have, like that hustle mentality that I'm going to make money and I'm going to do it doing what I love to do. Absolutely. That big shout out to to the fellas over at Earn Your Leisure, Rashad and Troy, man. Like they, I think number one, like financial podcast in the yeah. world. Like they are killing it. So I listen to those brothers as well, and and have great respect for everything that they say and the people that they bring on. So like with 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 what you're saying, like I, I'm hearing a lot of abundance and risk, and you know with that, and then you know. This idea, like I'm really drawn to, is preserving your honey. Like, how do you get women to do that? Like, talk to me about that. Like, I'm intrigued because, like, it's, it's catchy and it's just like, man, this is this cool. And like, when I go and look at, and I've looked at your your journals, it's like, man, the honey, this this thing, and like on your post, the honey emoji, it's like, oh yeah, she okay. I I, I want to know more. So can can you dive a little deeper on that? Yeah, so that that whole idea of um, uh, I I did uh, girls like honey. I titled the ninety day guided journal after that be, um, because you know I think that women of color are like honey. Um, we're sweet. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, and so I I have a video on on my Instagram where I talk about preserving your honey, and and that is um, it's really essentially like this idea that when somebody like pisses you off or does something that you don't necessarily like, you don't want to turn into someone that you're not. Um, and you don't want to be like vengeful, right? You don't want to someone to drag you down to their low level. And so um, I think that your strength lies in knowing who you are and whether you're you know, in corporate America, or even like, even when you're talking about relationships, right? Like maybe relationships with your family, your friends, or your partner, when someone does something to you, don't get into the mud with them. Um, Allow yourself to react in a way that is in your God given DNA, right? So if you're not somebody that is going to like, slap somebody <laughs> yeah right then don't yeah. do it like don't allow yourself to um get overly emotional or to to get out of your character or let somebody play you out of your position like play who you are like who you know you are right like the yeah. thing for you to do is to either walk away from the situation and just like you know cool off and and to and to really like center yourself so um, yeah. I, so, uh, so with that, right? Like, I, you know, have struggled uh, in in my past, like a while back, with just, you know, with that and responding, how you respond, like, and I've grown to like really, like, that's one of the main things, like, I talk about is how you respond, but like, it's so it's easier said than done. Like, what, <laughs> what, what tip or strategy? Like, how, how in in the moment? Let's say, like, I'm in the moment, heated moment right now. How could I center myself in that moment? Like, it's so much easier said than done, and I. I could be a person that flies off the handle. And if I have a history of that, how can yeah. I not get to that point or build to be better? What you, what you got for us? Yeah. So I, I can give you just a snapshot of it. Um, but really, this is about emotional intelligence. Mm. Um, and, and 
you know, as I, as I said before, it's really, you have to really disrupt your thinking and you have talk to do about it. Yeah. And talk it's about not it. going to happen after the first time you have to be conscious of staying in the moment and like, Oh, I'm getting heated. And I either have to physically walk away or I have to stop talking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's like, you know, in the simplest way, like let's, we're talking about corporate world, right? You get an email that's like, oh, this is like stupid, right? Like I'm, like I'm, this is like pissing me off. Right. Just walk away. Like just, I used to always tell my employees, like, let's take a lap. That's what I would say. Like I used to work in a facility that was huge. So you could actually literally take a lap. Like <laughs> you could like leave and then like walk around the facility and come back. And if that's what you need to disrupt your thinking, then do it. But there you go. how many times have you like talked to somebody that was like flying off the handle and you take that person seriously? Like very right. rarely, right? Like right. when you see somebody that's like acting crazy, you're like, okay, this you you address them as a crazy person. Yeah, you they're out of control. You lose respect for them. You um they you they lose all credibility. So it's just kind of one of those things that like it's more about you yourself and how you, who you believe that you are and, you know, just channeling into that, you know, that, that, that we are queens and that we're kings, you know, and that we're, yeah. you know, the, the energy that, that we have as people of color. I, I just feel like, you know, right now the, those terms are like trendy and, and um, they can, they can get a little bit cheesy sometimes, but it really is true. Like, like who you are, right? Like yeah. you have to disrupt your thinking um, and whatever next move you're going to make as you feel it arise, as you feel your blood pressure, you know, coming up, right? You're like, oh no, like this is not who I am, right? Yes. I'm for something greater. Yes. I am greater. This is a moment. Um, this I, isn't a lifetime. So I see, I, I agree with you. Like, so you hit that component of energy. Yes, it's trendy, you know, it's a buzzword. However, like, me, my practices with that energy, like really like honing in and being intentional mm -hmm. about my environment, who I'm, you know, the people, the five or six people I talk to, like, what are we talking about? Like, I take an inventory of that and I implore people to do the same. Yeah. Like getting out in the sun, like really just like really accepting everything that the energy around universe has to offer and just like absorbing that. Uh, so I, I'm so with you on that. But a lot of people they just say the word and don't really understand. Like, yeah, it's deeper. Like, like yeah. you got to really be intentional about it because this you, you you do have some power that that, that you can tap into. Um, I wanted to ask, like, what was the um, the uh, best advice that you've been given? Hmm. <laughs> I told you I told you that I was going to, you know, something on a couple of things. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I got a, I got a couple more questions, and, and, we, and we're gonna uh, wrap it up. But yeah, I'm diving in. Like, you gotta. <laughs> this is good. Um, well, I, I think along, you know, along with this idea of emotional intelligence, the best advice that I've received is don't sweat the small stuff. Mm -hmm. Um. Sometimes in some situations, things are can seem bigger than what they are when in actuality, um, 
it's really minuscule in in the bigger scheme of life in the bigger scheme of your life right? right like we're not just even talking about like just the world but if you think about the scope of your life and what your goals are and what your purpose is this small thing that happened right this email that pissed you off this this friend that didn't show up to your birthday or you know this these things that happen to us that kind of like piss us off and 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 some of us hold grudges for a really really long time and we let we let those grudges kind of eat away at us yeah. and I think that um the best advice that i've received is is to not sweat the small stuff and and so i can come off as being nonchalant a little bit um but truly i truly care about people in a way that is um I don't know, like it, it's beyond my words. Like I, I really genuinely care for people. That's and cool. so That's I really want cool. everyone to live, you know, their best, best life and to do the things that they love every single day and to have the money that they need to live a comfortable life and, and that, and that sort of thing. And I think that we can't move forward, you know, as a people when we are so like, you know, combative or we're so like bogged down by all of these little things that are happening to us. Everything has a solution. And yeah. so, yeah, don't sweat the small stuff. Don't sweat the small stuff, everybody. You heard it from her. <laughs> so um, this one, this one's going to probably stump you as well. I'm just going to give you um, a heads up. You you just talked about life, right? You talked about life and, and with that, the grand scheme of life and not letting, not sweating the small stuff. So my question to you is, if you had to choose a song that's the soundtrack of your life to this point, what song would that be? A song? Give me a song. <laughs> oh, man. Give me a song. Listen, I, I, it's tough. It's tough. And I honestly, I don't ask every guest that. Like, I recently had a, a, an incredible guest on who, who's in the men- music industry. And I just kind of, um, the flow of the conversation, I just kind of dropped that on it on him so i was just like oh you know what let me let me ask my next guest about that let me just see because he couldn't answer and if you can't that's fine like it takes some time but like that's just uh and i actually put that on uh on social media as well like uh, and i was curious to see you know because it could change you know depending on the stages of our lives like it could change like it could be like maybe a whole album because um the artist that 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 we listen to they put out things that maybe, you know, that, that they're going through and a lot of us could relate to it. So it could be an album. It could be a song, but like, I'm not going to hold you on that, but I just like, man, like after this, you know, after this episode, like, you know, I want, I want you to think about that. See, you know, if you can come up with that and, 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 and shoot that back to me, um, shoot that <laughs> you back know to what me. I thought, I thought, um, so I, I thought of two songs. But they're okay. not even like my favorite songs. They're just songs that I just thought of that like really resonate with me. The first one is God's Plan by Drake. Okay, okay. <laughs> That's a dope song. That's a dope like, song. Like I immediately thought of it. But it's not even my favorite Drake song. But I just immediately thought of it whenever you um asked the question. And then the second one is uh it's a song called What Love Is This? And it's by Kari Joe. It's a Christian song. Um, and it just talks about like Jesus and and faith and having faith in in him oh, um, yes. and so yes. that song is like a really really beautiful song and so I've always been very um connected whenever that song plays so I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to you know get with you on that I'm, I'm gonna take a yeah, listen to that I'll song to I'm, yeah I'm gonna have to take a listen to that song just a couple more questions to wrap it up that I'm just curious about 
Um, and one of those questions is like, what can you do now to make your future self proud? Yeah. So, you know, (laughs) (laughs) I'm so overwhelmed with so many ideas. And, um, although I remember about them, I'm just like, I'm so like thrilled and like just ready to go. And like, I just want to do everything, you know what I mean? Um, but my next goal, right. That I think is going to leave a legacy for me is I am planning on opening up the writing shop. Um, (laughs) it's going to be, um, you know, like a coffee shop, a, a coffee space, um, where, you know, obviously the journals will be there. You can get coffee, you can have internet and I'll have, um, like a bookstore store there so it will be you know a a space for that um for people to come and work or you know just have a coffee have a meeting that type of thing so I look forward to doing that it's like um one of the projects that I'm going to be working on at the top of the year so January I'll start working on that but Mm. that's something that I'm like so so excited about and like I don't know I just have so many wonderful I mean, what I think are wonderful ideas and I want to work on them all at once. Right. Like I want to do everything Yes. like yep. right now. Um, but I know that that, you know, everything has to be done with um, strategy and, and vision, because if you don't have a vision, then um, you not only <laughs> don't know where you're going, but you don't know where you're going to end up. So yeah. I, I really that's my goal. That's my goal. Um, that's the next goal. So I'm trying to kind of order my steps here and making sure I'm doing things responsibly and the way that they should be done. Yeah, I, I love that because I, I didn't get into that because I wanted to, I was going to get into it, but I wanted you to uncover it because <laughs> I saw that and I was like, I was like, oh man, yeah, this is her like, what's next? I thought that was like so cool uh, to do that and very, very unique and what you're in what you're trying to do. Um, I can't believe if I read it or listened to you said or something like that, but it, it was, I was like, man, like that's, that's really, really cool. Um, so my, my, my question next is what is, because we're going to have listeners like who are older than us, younger than us. Um, so what advice would you give your younger self? So my favorite quote ever um, is by uh, Zora, Zora Neale Hurston, and it mm. is <laughs> it is there are years that ask questions and years that answer, uh, and it's a it's about time, um, and that you know time is one of those things that I'm so appreciative for. Um, you know, when I do these types of of recordings and these types of events, I I'm always mindful that you've given me, you know, a platform to speak and I appreciate your time because I I just think that people spend their time on the things that they want to do, the things that they prioritize in their lives and the things that they love. Um, And it goes without saying, it it goes through through your actions. Um, But what I would say is that everything takes time and you're not going to have all the answers right away. And it is one of the most precious things that that we have is time and to use it to your advantage, whether that be to take um, take the opportunity in the moment or mm-hmm. be patient enough to let things play out 
and uh, storms don't last forever. And, you know, the sun eventually comes out. Eventually. Oh my gosh. Yes. Listen, thank you for that answer. <laughs> and listen, we're going, we're, we're done after that. Like I, I had something else, but like, <laughs> listen, what you just gave our audience and listenership and really like really poured into me. Like I, I, I received that as well. Um, just, you know, being in the space of entrepreneurship. So um, we're wrapping up. So for our listeners, like I need you to, a couple of things I need you to plug. It's going to be your social media. And I, I want you to plug visible, your guy, your woman's guy to unleashing their full potential, right? Like plug that because we didn't get to visible, but I don't want to like what you just gave us. Like I want to, I want to sign off on that. But if you can tell us, you know, where we can find you on social media, if you can plug your, 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 um, your company like Etsy, where we can buy the journal, purchase the journal, uh, if, if it's for even for males, if it's for our significant other to just, you know, really empower them and, and, and the book visible. So, so go right ahead. Sure. So you can follow me uh, at Lady Laura Co on Instagram. You can follow the writing shop at the writing shop Co on Instagram. Um, there you can get the Girls Like Honey 90 Day Journal. Um, you can also get the Visible A Woman's Guide to Unleashing Your Full Potential in the Workforce ebook on Amazon. I am actually going to release physical copies in October. So that mm. will be the one year anniversary of uh, the release of Visible. So I'm really, really super excited for that. Um, that book, it, it really has tons of gems for women of color um, in the workforce, uh, tips and tricks to level up. Um, so if you are not somebody who reads also or who likes to have that physical um, book copy, you can get the audio book as well. Um, on Amazon and all of that is in my um, in the link in, in my bio on Instagram. Um, I am hoping to <laughs> come out with a self-publishing masterclass, which is something that I've had to put on hold, but that's definitely something to look forward to in the future. And yeah, that's it. All right. Well, listen, Laura, listen, thank you so much for being on the show. Like my listeners, I know they have received so much from you. Uh, from your journey and like the gems, like you said, you you um, dropped on us uh, that will help us in our in our daily uh, life in our court. So uh, thank you so much for that. And everybody who's listening for more episodes of Life on the Court, just go to my Instagram page at coach.aharris uh, and click the link in my bio. And if you would like to reach out to us, please visit my website at www.antoineharris.com. That's www.antwonharris.com. Until next time, I'm out. Peace. I got confidence in me, confidence in thee. I'm on my crazy. Some things might just bend me, but I won't break. But I won't break. No, I got confidence in me, confidence in thee I'm on my crazy, some things might just bend me But I won't break, but I won't break, no